Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. The Snooze Flip is the most universal mattress on the planet, a mattress that is designed to fit everybody and everybody. Snooze Mattress is introducing the world's first four-in-one mattress where you can choose from soft, firm, cool, or cozy. Flip it to choose your comfort level and zip it with our reversible and washable temperature-regulated cover. What you want today might not be what your body needs tomorrow. You buy one mattress to last eight years, but a lot can change in that amount of time as you get fitter, heavier, and older. Customize your comfort, zip it, flip it, and choose your snooze. Did you know a study at UC Berkeley suggests that couples who struggle to sleep well fight more often? We spend half of our lives asleep, and for some of us, we spend 100% of that time sleeping alongside our significant other. The snooze flip split king would allow couples to customize their sleep for more restful nights and without sleeping in different rooms. Don't sacrifice your sleep for your partner. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo and AJ coming at you with the entire league. Basically, I guess the Isles have only played 20 games, but that essentially counts as 25% of the way through the season. So I'm counting it. We're 25% of the way through the season at least. Figured it was a good time to take a look at some of the early contenders for the trophies around the NHL. Uh, some of them are more obvious than others. Going to be some probably pretty clear runaways for the heart, I would think, in particular. Uh, we'll see how it goes, but where do you want to start, AJ? Do you want to start with uh, with one the Avs are likely involved in, or do you want to go elsewhere? Let's go elsewhere. All right. Let's talk, let's talk Lady Bing. Okay. <laughs> Definitely All done. one I had on let's the move list. On. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's start with the conversation that we had uh, the other day. Uh, I mean, I guess you can make an argument that maybe Byram or Newhook are on the very, very outside of this conversation, but realistically, it's not going to be an ad that's going to win the Calder. Um, probably looking at a couple of red wings in Mason Raymond and Moritz Sider, and then potentially Trevor Zebras <laughs> over in Anaheim. Lucas Raymond? Oh, did I say Mason? Shit. Mason's been done for a yeah, while Yeah, he's not played hockey in a minute. It's been a, also not nearly as good as Lucas Raymond at hockey, so... I mean, <laughs> Mason had a year or two. A couple of years he was a pretty good player. Uh, Lucas has got 22 points already in his rookie year, so... So the Calder this year has, uh, you know, Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider getting a lot of the burn. Uh, Trevor Zegras for real too. Yeah, it's only one point behind Raymond. So it's not Oof. like he's just doing nothing out here. My bad. <laughs> it's it does become an interesting conversation though because let's start here. Let's start with just Detroit. Who's more important to Detroit's success right now? Is it Raymond or is it Cider? Because, yes, Raymond is, is the leading scorer out there, but Cider is that defenseman that you talk about. Long-term or both? Let's now? Do both. Let's start right now. I would say now probably. Um, no, I think they're both probably Cider. Yep. I mean, you're talking, you're, you're talking about a... a a top wing just versus a top pairing D. You know, yep. Ciders, Ciders giving you 22 minutes a night. Uh, and he actually has more power play points than Raymond does. Yeah. So, I mean, is that how many 
power play points does Raymond actually have? I don't know. I'll Five. Look. Okay, so that's pretty pretty limited on the power. Cider play. has six. <laughs> well, all right. Cider leads. Cider leads all rookies uh, with six power play points, and then Raymond Z. Gross and Jamie Drysdale have five. All right, so pretty bog standard type stuff yeah. there. Um, it, I guess Drysdale is an interesting conversation because he's the other defenseman, kind of in the top ten in, in rookie points, right? <clears throat> but yeah, Cider I think has the upper hand pretty pretty solidly on that. Yeah, one. there were really. Uh, there are really three defensemen in this year's rookie class that that you could have a, an interesting conversation about their futures between Cider, Jamie Drysdale, and Paul Byram. Yep. Uh, if Byram's healthy, look, Byram is probably playing, right in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, he was playing twenty minutes a night on one of the better one of the better teams in the league, and. Uh, he had nine production is very very good. Yeah, he had nine points in thirteen games. None. On the power play. Yep. Because he doesn't get power play time on yeah. this hockey team. He he straight up they were all they're all even strength points. Yep. So that's uh you know that's that's a thing that I think would have been interesting. You know, maybe there's still a whole season. You know, if Byron ends up just missing ten or fifteen games, then you know. Yep. If he has incredible stats at the end of the year, then maybe maybe he sneaks into the conversation. Um, but it would require some of these guys slowing down a little bit. And I think we're already seeing that. Moritz Sider at one point was point per game. Um Lucas Raymond, Raymond was above it for a bit yeah, there. Yeah. Raymond's been was a, was above it. I mean, Michael Bunting in Toronto is also kind of weird. And this is where there are two guys. Uh Michael Michael Bunting at 26 years old. As a and, technical rookie, yeah, yeah, and then uh, still with rookie eligibility is Alex Nedeljkovic, the goaltender in yep. Detroit. Which, so, I mean, you're you're having the you know the rookie the rookie conversation. It's it's like solid this year. Yeah, when you look down the road, how many of these guys are leading their teams? How many of these guys are star players? You know, I think. I think you've got some some actual star caliber players here. I wonder, you know, I've never have been sold on Lucas Raymond as like the high end wing. I've always thought good player, not great. He definitely felt like more of a complimentary piece in his drafts. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and Zgross, you think as a one C point per game, uh, dazzling playmaker, definitely like, in his wheelhouse. Be... Yeah. You you like it's easy to dream on that guy, right? Like yep. it's easy to dream on that guy. Cider has shown himself as a as a true super dynamic defenseman. Yeah, a, yeah. a two way top flight D. He's going to be interesting. Byron, the same thing. Jeremy Drysdale's defense has taken a huge step forward from a disaster of a rookie year last year, where he really shouldn't have been in the NHL. Uh, I think, yeah, but probably not. He, uh, you know. Some good, like, there's some really good players. Dawson Mercer has been really fun in New Jersey, but you wonder, a lot of that production has come without Jack Hughes. How yeah. much does Hughes either... Push his opportunity down the list. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you get kind of deeper, like, Cole Sillinger's 18 years old and sticking. Yep. He's, uh, I don't think he's going to win it or anything, but no. he's around. Anton Lundell, I think, is a quiet candidate for this because he's producing... He's producing really well on a Florida just team. A stack that's Florida team, monstrous. <laughs> that if he just keeps humming right along, like that's a guy that's kind of buried early on in this. As the scoring slows down, I wonder if, if his his role, yeah, yeah, his role and the, the cast that he has around him. I wonder if he could just sort of kind of kind of thread that needle where he just rolls right into the 40 50 point range all year long and yeah you know you get to the end of the year and you're like huh because like a guy like tanner you know you probably don't think you know yeah. rem, rem pitlick you're you're like bunch of guys uh, that you're like are they really gonna keep this up <laughs> yeah like we'll we'll see we'll yeah. see here um and you know like quietly there's two guys two forwards that i really like that i think are interesting dark horses that could continue to score. 
uh, in Seth Jarvis and, and Alex Newhook. Seth Jarvis is actually getting big role in Carolina. And as long as that continues, you never know. Uh, Jarvis with nine points in 16 games. Uh, and then Newhook, look, Newhook it, on the season, it's eight points in 13 games, but it's eight points in 12 games since his recall. Yeah. Ignoring opening night. So, uh, look, you thanks, you man. already know I'm on the uh, uh, Alex Newhook forty points train. So yeah, and and look, like if he if he if if Newhook throws up forty points in in like sixty games, yeah, you know sixty five games or something, you know something in that range. He stays healthy. He keeps producing. Like that's a it's a tough stat line to argue against. That's a pretty sure. impressive yeah. rookie year when you're the third line center in Colorado considering the role being played but yeah it's it's also crazy to me that everybody's preseason favorite Cole Caulfield one goal in 18 games yeah and part of that is the disaster that is Montreal but and I mean shooting 2.8 percent like we were talking last night Nathan McKinnon that's not not sustainable yeah (laughs) that's not going to continue either with Cole Caulfield he's way too good of a shooter for that to keep up but also, like you just look at the Colorado Montreal game last week. Yeah. Cole Caulfield wasn't really a dangerous Non-factor threat in that game. For the yeah. Most part. yeah. Anybody anybody really notice him much? I mean, he got the puck once or twice where you were kind of like, mm, and then nothing happened. You're like, Well, I mean, it's interesting okay. to look at because a lot of these teams, you look at Detroit, you look at Anaheim, and everyone's saying, Can they keep this up? Can they actually keep going? And it's interesting to try and suss out exactly how much of their success is is directly based on their rookies yeah are they going to live and die by their rookies this year or, or when you know, rookies have a lull like they inevitably do yeah will they be able to to keep going you know what happens when some of these shooting percentages come down yeah uh jonathan dolan and out in san jose has seven goals on 19 percent shooting i mentioned rem pitlick by the way who has five goals on 11 shots Shoot to casual 44%. Yeah. 45.5% shooting. So you're, you know, you're talking about some guy like, and Lucas Raymond at the top here. You look, 17% shooter. Yep. And Raymond, not a guy who was a a big goal scorer really throughout his career in Sweden. So, you know, look, I'm I'm talking about high shooting percentage. Alec Newhook is shooting 22.7% right now. Yep. Probably not sustainable. Yeah. But you also think with Newhook, like his playmaking, you think is going to eventually start to be the thing that really put some decent finishers around him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where JT Confer coming back helps like, a lot. Like, yeah. It's like a very natural, like Abe <laughs> Kubel moves down one and uh, you put, you put JT Confer and the, the shooting percentage King right there. <laughs> next to him and like you're you it like it's a it's an obvious right yep you can you can see where that one works out a little bit so uh i think that um i i this is an interesting rookie class i don't think this is a rookie class that we look back on in a few years ago wow 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 wow. i don't think it's gonna be a long-term super banger yeah especially when you consider that like like bowen byram could be the best player that comes out of this rookie class and yep you know of course again barring injury he probably would have been higher in this conversation it would have been but... in like probably not winning it or in line to win it but in the conversation yeah i saw uh espn did a big awards thing um recently and and byram was a had he not been hurt he would have been part of this because his play when he's been healthy this year it's just been too good all right just I... been too good want to get to this really quick, too. Uh, the Hart Trophy. Can Ovechkin steal it away from the Edmonton boys? Is it possible? So I think the the thing that you're that, – that it's going to require um, is those votes, they cannibalize each other. A little bit of the same McKinnon-Rantanen thing as we saw here in Colorado a few years ago. Well – a little bit yeah but i guess less less that and more you know they're both stealing each other's votes right yeah like they they really uh 
Oh, McKinnon all the way down to 2.4%. I was just thinking I wanted to check it. <laughs> it's funny because it's like he just can't drop significantly more in one yeah, game. You, you just can't go that much lower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he needs he needs 100 more shots on goal without a goal for him to really like get into the ones, you know? Um. Anyway, sorry. Um, I and can can Ovechkin continue this pace? Like Ovechkin over his career, obviously twenty goals in twenty six games. Had you had you told anybody before the season Ovechkin was gonna have, would have twenty goals in twenty six games, we'd all be like, "It's possible. Right. Yeah, he could do that. It's Ovi. so so. It's Ovi then, is what you're telling me. Yeah, it's the twenty one assists. Yeah, because without looking, what do you think his career high in assists is? uh like 40 okay he's it's it's actually 59 ah, i should have known he's broken 54 times the most recent time that it happened was 2010 2011 so has so, not been an assist guy in his majority of his career yeah the last three years 19 assists 18 assists 21 uh or 38 assists not counting this year so, so he, how sustainable is that really? Right. For him to have more assists than goals is the upset here. Plus he's shooting 18%, which any idea what OV is as a career shooter? I'm actually surprised by this number. Like 12, 13. 12.8. Yeah. Nailed it. So him shooting 18%, that's high for him. Yep. And it's, I mean, that's. Not he's still probably the greatest goal scorer ever, right? Yeah. But it when you're Alex Ovechkin, your volume of shots just makes it impossible to remain that high of a shooting percentage. Like he has 111 shots on goal right now. In 21 games or whatever. 20, in 26 games. 26 games. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's a few shots. <laughs> that you're averaging not quite five shots a game. That's insane. Yeah. Four four point two. Yeah, that's that's. So the real the real question: Can Ovi keep that up? Yep. Uh, because if he does, I think there's going to be a real push for Ovi. Yep. The he's he's the old guy, sentimental thing. Everybody gets voter fatigue voting for the two Edmonton guys who have yep. each already won hearts. Oh, he's um, likely to pass a couple more dudes on the all-time goals list this year if he keeps up that pace too. So yeah, like there's a lot of there's a lot of like I think I think a lot of non-hockey reasons would put would push Ovi into that conversation. Um, look, if it, and for me, I'm like the dumbest thing in the world is telling me that Leon Dreisaitl is the most valuable player in the world. <laughs> I, when he's I, got Connor McDavid on his fucking team and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Like you've got two of the three best it's not it's not the best player award. The players have a, an award for that called the Ted Lindsay that yeah, they vote know, on. You know how the voting goes. Yeah, but I'm 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 saying if you want to look at the other top scores, Ovechkin is clearly comically valuable to Washington. Nazem Kadri, how valuable has he been to Colorado so far? Unfathomably. With with no Nathan McKinnon, he basically reproduced Nathan McKinnon's ideal stat line. Just became Nathan McKinnon when McKinnon was out. Yep, pretty much. You know, I mean, Carol Kaprizov, fifth in the NHL in scoring, is twenty nine points in twenty four games. How important is that guy to Minnesota? You take that guy out of there, you take Kadri out of Colorado. Colorado is probably still pretty good because there's a guy like Kale McCarr. Take Kaprizov off of Minnesota. They're in they're nobody deep yep. trouble. Yep. So when you talk about the idea of an MVP, and this is one of the things that's always been interesting about an MVP conversation, because it's most valuable player, and valuable is a relative term. Yeah. Different. It's it's a moving target and it changes for every single person. Yep. You know, you look at Troy Terry in Anaheim. How valuable has that guy been? Jake Gensel is at a point per game and helped Pittsburgh survive no Sidney Crosby. They still don't have Malkin. 
So, but what an actual MVP is is hard to nail down, but it's just not the reality of the award. So it's it's almost like the hockey world should be rooting for Ovi to keep this up, so that we have an excuse not to give it to a goddamn Oiler again. I'm here for it, and it's not that those guys aren't incredible. It's that the idea that one of them is more valuable than the other, when like their value clearly goes through the roof together. together. Yeah. So that's a look. Keep going, Ovi. Just keep going so we have the excuses. Right now, I'd give it to Ovi. I would too, personally, but but I'm also spiteful that like that, and I don't Leon, I want I don't want Leon Dreisaitl to win another thing the rest of his goddamn career. Unless it's like Richards. Like those are automatic, like whatever. That just means you scored the most. Like yeah, there's, like, there's no if he if he ends up winning that, like you earned, like you earned that. Like yep. you you just outscored it, but that's fine. That's cool. All right. Well. Maybe have a Breck brew before you vote, and then you can uh, convince yourself that Ovi's worth voting for, or at least not to vote for McDavid. Uh, hit up Breckenridge Brewery, get whatever beers you like. You can get eight different kinds on tap down at the DNBR bar, or find them at your local liquor store with the Breck Beer Locator online. You can also find their good company, Hard Seltzers, if you're more of a seltzer person. They're absolutely delicious. And if you need a little bit of extra beer money, the Ball Corporation is currently hiring. People are what make ball special. People at every level come into work each day and give 100% to accomplish the goals. Our production techs are the front line are the front line in our can-making operations. They directly impact the volume of production we run, the quality of the production we run, and are integral to our operations. Production technicians are also important because as their skills grow, they are able to move into even more mechanical roles. So Ball is hiring some frontline technicians. Uh, their salaries start at over $27 an hour. So go to, you can either text Golden to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden to get your app application now with the ball corporation they're a great company i already mentioned the living wage that they pay they give insurance they give benefits they give all of this great stuff and even if you don't have a great resume they can offer classes to you to help get your resume filled out so check out ball corporation today again go to jobs.ball.com to see their job offerings and now is a great time to get the nbr membership I know uh, I know people aren't super happy in uh, in Nuggets and Broncos land right now, but we still got all the coverage in the world Dude, on those teams. <laughs> how awful do you feel for the Nuggets? All right. They just cannot stay healthy, man. I mean, they can't catch a break, dude. Even Jokic has an injured wrist. Yeah, it's brutal. It's brutal out like, there right now. That's it, it's been painful. Well, and it's, you know, obviously the abs have had a lot of injuries, too, but with just how few players a basketball team has, you lose a guy like Jokic yeah. for a little while and it's devastating. Like, Well, it's like no Jamal Murray. Right. And then yep. you end up, you end up MPJ with even done for the year. MPJ, like, MBJ has serious, like serious career injury. ending potential injury. Yeah. Like uh, you just never know how a guy responds to something like that. And then you end up with like PJ Dozier. Yep. You know, like a key, like a key reserve that they need to be solid. Cause it's like that that's a guy they pulled off the street and developed and like turned into a good player. And now he's hurt. You got, uh, you get dudes like Jermichael Green starting for you. And it's obvious that he just can't do that. (laughs) It's It's, crazy how bad he is. He's not good, (laughs) but. A podcast for a different day, which is why you should get a DNVR membership so you can go check out everything all the Nuggets do. Of course, all the stuff we do as well. We have post-game pieces. We have grades. We have prospect portfolio should be coming out either later today or tomorrow for me that you can check up on all he has prospects. Bunch of stuff. So you can get all that and a free shirt when you get an annual membership plus access to the DNVR lounge, big beers at the DNVR bar, all sorts of awesome stuff. So. Yeah, get that DNBR membership. Second period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Ruto and AJ coming at you. Uh, where do you want to go next? You want to go defensemen or goalies, AJ? Goalies. All right. So this one, I really what about them, defensemen? Oh, kidding. I see. I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't have a great feel for for the top goalie class this year. I know Jack Campbell has been great out in Toronto, but it's, how much of that is the team in front of him that's just murdering people? 
it's a it's crazy because we've been talking about how high scoring the NHL is, and then you've got some of these goaltender performances that are just insane, dominating the league. Yeah, yeah, multiple goalies under two goals against per game. And that includes Campbell. I think you said Markstrom has what five shutouts this year. Uh, yep. So they out there somewhere. Quality goaltending, not in spades, but it's out there. It, who you got, AJ? Who you got taking taking it home? Uh, I think I think there's really three guys that have stood out to me so far. Okay, and that's Campbell, Shosterkin, and Markstrom. All right, with serious bro nods to uh, Freddie Anderson and Tristan Jari. Okay, I. <sighs> Look, I get it. A lot of goaltending stats and the award is often somewhat at least going to be a team stat. I don't think it's any coincidence yeah. that you're talking about goaltenders from teams that are dominating like Toronto and Carolina. Well, like, and it's no coincidence that when a team has a goaltender that's dominating, they're winning. They that, they tie into each other. Yep, definitely. It's like when you look at you, know, you look at like the uh I saw somebody passing around one of the J Fresh cards for the team for the abs last night. Yep. And it's like the things that the abs are bad in goals against PK goaltending. Yeah. And it's like, that's so weird that all of those three things are wrapped up together <laughs> that they directly correlate together. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, not shocking to hear that those three things all move up and down together. Um, yeah. So, is is it Jack Campbell in the lead right now, or do you think you think Markstrom can can pip him a little bit? I I know you love Shosturkin, but for me, I don't think he's quite on the same. Well, and Shosturkin just got hurt, so That's he's gonna either. he's yeah. gonna lose ground there. Um, but I think I think Campbell being I I do tr- I truly think that there is an extra element to succeeding as a Maple Leaf. Sure. That the environment there, you have a batshit crazy fan base that just based on how they're treating Neil Pionk's concussion news today, I said this on Twitter, but I had no idea that there were so many fans in that fan base that ironed their clothes while wearing them. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's not just the fan base too, right? The media there is rabid. Is yeah, and it's it's a really it's like a hotbed of an environment, right? Like it's yeah. a really difficult place to succeed, and he's succeeding at an insanely high level. Yep. So, I think I would probably go with Campbell because just because the day to day living there, it's 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 not and not that New York is not a tough media environment for the Rangers. Because come on, but Toronto is just a little bit different, and I think Campbell's just been a little bit better. And I would, I would probably lean Campbell for right now. Um, but also like special shout out to Markstrom. I mean, five shutouts in nineteen games. Yeah, that's uh impressive to say the least. Um. Any nod to, I saw Chant talking about this a little bit. There's a couple of guys, honestly, if you wanted to get in the conversation about uh, Vladar and Ottinger. Obviously, they don't have the games played to really be yeah. in the conversation. But... Those are, those are, uh, we'll see. Yeah, sure. But with, with Vladar, it's, that's a backup job. Yep. Um, he's backing up, he's backing up Markstrom. Uh, no. <laughs> um, with with Markstrom Markstrom being taking all of the, the good clear cuts, yeah, <laughs> the clear cut starter and succeeding at an absurdly high level. Bladar, uh, look, it looks it it looks like Boston might have just given up on a dude, maybe a touch too soon, or they just couldn't keep him, or whatever it ended up being. But hey, he's off to a great start, and good for him. So is Villejuso. So we'll Live see. The dream, bud. Um, with Ottinger, again, you're talking about a guy with six starts. Yeah. I, um, I, I understand the game's played isn't there, but in the games yeah. they've gotten, they've been very, very good. Yeah, definitely. But we've, we've, we've seen, if you isolate the six best games that any goaltender plays, you could put up some 
those guys will probably have insane stats for sure. So uh, those are, those are, we need to see some more there. Um, there's just more. You just need to see more. Fair enough. So um, for me, it's a, that's a, we'll see, you know, like, yeah, Swayman has been good. Vladar has been better, but Swayman has double the games. Kind of my point right now. Yep. So, I, you know, right now it's uh look, if Jake Ottinger continues to throw up a 950 and he takes over Dallas' starting job, he'll win the Vesna. That's just what's up. If he ends right. up with 45 games played and has a has a 950 save percentage, he wins the Vesna. That's just what's up. So who wins the ESPY for save of the year, and why is it Eric Johnson last night? Oh, that wasn't that was a dope that was a dope play, but it wasn't that dope. I know, I know. It's not like it was a particularly big moment or anything either. Well, and it wasn't like it wasn't like we've seen every year there are there are a handful of saves where a goaltender throws a stick out and gets a puck in midair. Yeah. Or you have like the Grubauer left pad lift, you know, like there are some like nuts saves along the way, and EJ just swatted a puck out of the air like just did the just did the same thing that tyson jost did in that arizona game except there wasn't a man that he was also hitting at the same time eddie i'm assuming the heat maps you're talking about are the hockey biz heat maps yeah, which from Micah. go check out micah's stuff his stuff is amazing worth every penny that i pay him to get yep. on that hockey info dude i waste a lot of time just looking at that stuff <laughs> no kidding <laughs> okay um yeah we can just we can just go here right now uh go ahead and uh hit yourself up with chevalier mortgage both mike and virginia have been in the business for a very long time and can help you navigate the ridiculous waters that are the housing market in colorado right now uh you can visit them at dnvrmortgage.com where you can get a free consultation as well as your chance to win some free dnvr merch or you can call virginia directly at 303-257-6578 even if you already own your home something to keep in mind is that with prices going up it's creating natural equity in your home so if you have mortgage insurance chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you of course if you're a new home buyer mike is a certified financial planner so he can look at your entire financial picture make sure you're getting the right home loan and not getting screwed over by a bank it's pretty much uh not a good thing don't trust the banks hashtag i'm a communist or something i don't know uh, <laughs> i think it was i think we got i think we were fascists is, was it fascists is that yeah, the one i okay. think that's what we were called as fascists all right well Either way, go to DNVR Mortgage, get hooked up with Mike and Virginia, and get yourself the right home alone for you. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Then you can hit up Hassle Cattle Company, get yourself some delicious meats to eat in your new home. Got the Wagyu beef burger, which everyone down at the bar loves. You can try it there if you're not sure. Everyone I've said to try it says I undersell it, even though I say it's the best thing ever, so... Go get it, go eat it, enjoy it. For the holidays right now, you can get 15% off when you use code DNVR15 at HassleCattleCompany.com. You can get all sorts of steaks, your basic New York strips, sirloins, stuff like that. But you can also get bone-in ribeyes or tomahawk steaks or whatever your mind can imagine. They're all amazing and delicious. Check them out today at HassleCattleCompany.com. And as always, hit up DraftKings Sportsbook. Maybe you want to make a little bit of extra cash. If you want to have a fun with DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up for a new account with code DNVR right now. All you have to do is bet $1 on any football team, and you win when that team doesn't get shut out. If they score a single point, you win 100 bucks. And I, there's been one shutout this year in the NFL, I think. I know the Seahawks got shut out once. I don't think there's been any other shutouts. So your odds the NFL? Like, yeah. What? The Broncos have a shutout. Do they? Yeah. Don't they have two? I don't think they Just have the two. one. Anyway, my they point definitely have one. I believe you. But my point being, it's like a 98% chance and just don't bet on a terrible football team and you'll get a point. 
and that wins you a hundred bucks in free bets on DraftKings. But that hundred bucks, you can go bet on whatever you want. You can win, bet on Lucas Raymond to win the Calder. You can bet on whichever goalie you prefer to win that thing. You can put all your money on Ovi to win the heart. So jump on it, get your hundred dollars in free bets. Be sure to use that DNVR code when you sign up for a new account with DraftKings Sportsbook. And even if you have an account, they have an amazing odds boost every single day. So be sure to check them out. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR. Uh, yep. Yeah. Go ahead. If either team scores, oh, you wow. win a hundred. Oh, either team scores. Yes, it doesn't okay. have to be. So that's literally happened in every game in the history of time. Yes, that's why Ryan famously tells people that he'll give them a million dollars if yeah. it doesn't hit, which I still don't feel comfortable with. Just in case, you never know. It could. Does RK have a million dollars to give away? No, this... he doesn't then, have a million dollars to give. Then this is meaningless. <laughs> he said maybe stock in the company eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I know I just don't like it, but that you're guaranteed to win pretty much. Yeah, I think as long as the NFL has existed, I don't think a game has ended zero zero. So. Ryan says it will be paid out in seventy five installments in seventy five years. <laughs> that's that's still like how Colorado a lot lottery of, of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, go over there. Have some fun on DraftKings. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, yeah. Be sure to uh, check out all of our dope content on uh, on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe here if you're not. You can catch us every time we go live. It's a minimum five days a week based on the Avs hockey schedule in the upcoming days. Probably going to see us six times a week fairly regularly, depending on how many days we want to take off. So we're here all the time doing stuff on YouTube. Of course, <laughs> you can check out my reviews. All sorts of good stuff. Irony being that next week we're taking Monday and Wednesday off. Yeah. All right. So we're taking a little bit of time. There'll still be five shows that week. Though. Yeah. Like, it's we're just taking... the way that the schedule set <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. We're, we're live Sunday and Saturday next week. So yeah. instead of doing, instead of doing all seven days, having the next Sunday off and then having and then, the abs play three yeah. games in four days. No, no. As much as I would love to do 13 shows in 14 days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the challenge of it, but I also know the effect of it. So it's like. I think I'd be more up for it if I was confident that the Yavs would win a game three to two and not eight to four. (laughs) But but the Yavs are making a lot of work for me lately. So (laughs) it is what it is. Uh, Anyway, YouTube, we make a bunch of great content for all of the beats. So if you're not liked and subscribed, you're doing it wrong. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast, and I think this is the big conversation of the show. The Norris Trophy, AJ. Is Kale McCarr in the lead for this thing? Victor Hedman has been scoring a lot. Obviously, Adam Fox is up there. You have Aaron Ekblad, who has quietly risen towards the top of uh, of production for defensemen, too. There's a lot of quality defensemen going on, at least offensively. I'm curious how the advanced statistics and that defensive side of the game play in here. I am also curious. <laughs> Pull up uh, Matt's stat trick. I mean, I haven't, numbers. I haven't, I haven't gone through all of these just because 20 games into the season, uh, I'm not blowing three hours of my time. For sure. For numbers that are going to continue to change. Drastically. Yeah. For a, for a fake thing. Mm-hmm. Well, let's start with this. Kale McCarr has scored the most goals of any defenseman by a significant margin. Yeah, Ekblad has eight. That is the second most. McCarr now with 11 after last yeah. night. So he's Ekblad certainly has putting eight. the puck in the net. Yossi has seven, and then there's a grip of dudes with six, and then you just keep going down the line. Yep. But McCarr at 22 points is tied for fifth with Seth Jones, but with 19 games played. He's at 1.16 points per game, which leads Hedman and Fox. Yep. At points per game metrics, he is the top defenseman. Yep. Uh, and he uh, he has 13 even strength points versus nine power play points. Yep. Um, Adam Fox has 14 even strength points, 10 power play points. 
and a shorthanded point. Good for him. So I also think that that shorthanded point is probably where, like, that's not what is going to, uh, like, push the thing to Adam Fox, but that Adam Fox plays the PK. Sure. Makar certainly does not play any PK time. Yeah. Uh, the other conversation surrounding Makar specifically, yes, he may lead in these point-per-game metrics, but the health. Makar really hasn't missed that many games this year. He really hasn't, but, you know, can Keanu Makar just play 30 straight games? Right. <laughs> it. You would like to see him... I'm not going to say play a full 82 game season or anything like that, but you would certainly like to see him get to 75. I mean, year. 70. Sure. I'm good with 70, man. All right. Certainly, if you're a longtime watcher of the pod, you know that availability is a skill. Yep. We talk about it a lot. Makar, more available than Bowen Byram so far this year. So certainly got that going for him and i don't think there are any questions about who the best defender is in colorado i know aj may make an argument for devon taves but yeah i mean taves is more of like a he's your steady eddie right he's your glue guy that just gets you that that gets you through it you know that like he it doesn't doesn't matter what the lineup is around him. He plays at a very very high level every single game. He brings he brings the A game or the B plus game it has been his bad game so far this year. Yep. There's no C game there. He's I just, just to, to, Taves is Taves is just and and the thing with like the thing with like a guy like Kale McCarr is that when he's got the A plus game, his A plus is just better than everybody else's. It's yep. just it it's just a higher A plus game than everybody else's. It's just that's the thing. And and he doesn't always get to it. You could even argue he doesn't get to it all that often. But when he does, when he does, they win. And it's because he just was the man. Dominates. Yep. So you know, you and you need you need a Devon Taves to kind of balance you out. But you know, with McCarr, just talking about roles here, he averages 42 seconds of shorthanded time on ice per game. And that's, you know, he's played 1327 of shorthanded. So it's not like a massive amount of anything. Yet. Yeah. It's not a regular role for him. Yeah. It's just a thing. He's just not, he's just not that dude. And then you look at, you look at the competition, you know, you look at, Victor Hedman and how he, how he does, you know, you look Adam Fox, everybody, it's really just Adam Fox that everybody obsesses about. Yeah. Adam Fox plays two minutes of shorthanded time per game. It's just something that he has in his pocket that Kale McCart doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's the role that they're giving him. And he plays, he plays three minutes of power play time, two minutes of shorthanded time. He produces with all of it and he does a great job in all of the roles. Adam, Adam Fox is excellent. But so, is he better than Kale McCarr? I think that that's just a cup of tea. You know, yeah. that's that's your which style of player do you prefer? Because again, when Kale McCarr is at his best, like no one Adam, can touch him for sure. Adam Fox just isn't just isn't that good. Yep. You know, like he's and when I say he's just not that good, I mean he's not as good as McCarr at his best. I'm not saying Adam Fox is just yeah. not that good. Got you. Just that he's just not. He's just not a transcendent talent <laughs> like Kale McCarr is capable of being. So, and honestly, if we're picking today, you could give it to any of these dudes. Hedman, Fox, McCarr, Ekblad. Yeah, Ekblad is the one that I think is... Roman Yossi is involved in this right now, and it's like... Sure. I don't... I've never really been a big Roman Yossi guy. Um I just anecdotally, I don't I don't watch a lot of Nashville um because I don't like the desire to 
claw my eyes out. <laughs> but anecdotally, I don't I don't think he's great defensively. Yeah. And analytically, he's fine defensively. Like it's not special. Um but then you get into you get like if you get into the analytics of it, uh, that's where Adam Fox takes on. He gets to a different level. Sure. You know, Kale McCarr drives the hell out of some play, but so does Adam Fox, and Adam Fox's defensive metrics are a whole lot better. I mean, a whole lot better. So, you know, well, I think that's. I think it's just going to continue to be a race between. I mean, these two guys are going to be in it. It's so funny. Year after year after year. Yeah. It, you remember? You remember when it was Quinn Hughes was the the truth, and he, he was gone. the guy, and and now nobody even talks about him. You know, obviously he's on between these three guys. He's on by far the worst team, in yeah. by far the worst organization. Yeah, the one that has no fucking idea what it's rudderless. Doing. Yeah, yeah. So. But- you know, he's got some disadvantages there that are totally out of his control. But the reality is, is that away from Chris Tanev, Quinn Hughes has been a bad defender. Yep. The defensive side Brilliant. that everyone was so high on. Exactly. The first year. Yeah. It was like, oh, this is, this is sustainable. This is going to be, you know, Quinn Hughes is this and Quinn Hughes is that. And then he gets away from Chris Tanev and all of a sudden it was just like, you know, uh, if the season ended today, would Taze be in the top 10 for Norris? I think the games he missed probably keeps him out of that just because of the sample size being so small. Um, but he yeah, might be well, close. So Taze is interesting because the defense is really, really good. Yeah, obviously. Um, he gets overshadowed by Makar because Makar is just brilliant, right? But Devon Taves has 15 points in 13 games. Yeah, I, I'm not taking anything away from Taves. I'm just saying, you're he's right. Played, if he's played this, 13 games, like the season ended today. Yes. Yeah. He would not. He would have half the games played of some of these other guys. Yeah. And so, and that's, I mean, that's the exciting thing about this conversation is there's anywhere from 55 to 60 games left for these hockey teams. So. The thing, the thing about Taves versus these other guys is that his defense is much better. His defense is legitimately elite, but he doesn't drive offense. He produces offense, but he doesn't actually drive play. Yeah, he's not the guy flying up out of the zone with the puck. Driving his production comes from plays set up in the offensive zone, where yeah, and, he's getting pucks on net from the point or cutting to the back door, things like that. Yeah, like he's got four goals. He's shooting fourteen percent. Uh, you know, if you look at previously in his career, his rookie year, he had five goals in 48 games. He's got four goals in 13 games right now. The year after that, he had six goals in 68 games. So he the, fact, right that, the yeah. fact that he had 11 goals his first two years in the NHL and he has 13 goals in two partial seasons, it, not even two partial seasons, you're talking 53 games and 13 games. So 66 not even games. He has one 13 full goals. real season. Yeah. yeah. It, he's got 66 games playing. He's got, and he's sitting on 46 points. Yeah. Since getting to Colorado. Devon Taves has found a totally different level in Denver. He was great for the Islanders and his offense has exploded to a different level in Denver and his defense has remained top shelf. So you want to make an argument for a dark horse guy that should, should be getting Norris conversation. It would be him in my opinion, because his, his, all of his fancy stats, all of the, the counting stats, everything is upper echelon. The only thing that he doesn't have going for him right now is the games played. Yep. I'm fair with that. You miss assessment. a month of the season. That's just life. Ask again in March, and it could be a yeah. totally different conversation. He, if Devon Taves is not a serious candidate for Team Canada, they're fucking stupid. Yep, I guarantee you they take at least one player who's not as good as Devon Taves. All right, well, 
think that more or less wraps up all the major awards. Is there any other ones you really wanted to touch on, AJ? No, I mean, like the, the goal-scoring one, uh, yeah. the Rocket Retard, like that That will be a fun race to follow. Between Dry and Ovi. Yeah, and do they keep it up? You yeah. Know, do they do they continue? Can can they actually push for 60? Yeah. Can a, can a dark horse like Kyle Connor break into that? Start pick up a hat trick or two and, and get in, yeah. Yeah, like you never, it's a long season, so... Yeah. Yeah, if they take Drew, if they take Drew Doughty, they get what they deserve. <laughs> he just doesn't have. I mean, Team Canada has too many options. I don't think Drew Drew Doughty wouldn't make Team USA's defense. Yeah, Drew Doughty's kind of not good anymore. Like he bounced back up off the floor, right? For like a he, while, he he rebounded from the. Oh my God, this guy's actually brutal. Is his phase. career over level? Yeah, he's yeah. not that bad, but yeah, but it's not. Um, no, yeah, he's yeah. It, it it's not as bad as I initially thought, and like he, in the eight games he's played this year, it's actually been very good. But I would have to look at the defensive metrics also to see. Yeah, and he's shooting fourteen percent this year, which isn't going to last. So yeah, it's. Drew Doughty is what, 32 also now? I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Anyway, not the conversation for the show today. Maybe for another day when we start talking more Olympic stuff, which isn't that far off, assuming, well, we'll be talking about it either way, but, you know, hopefully the NHL actually goes. It would help. <laughs> um, okay. I guess we're going to get out of here for the day then. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, hanging out in the chat. We appreciate all of you uh we hope to see you again tomorrow we got pre-game we got post-game you know the drill we'll be there all around the game pre-game at 4 30 mountain so the last early game of this this road trip should be a fun one adam fox versus kale mccarr so nice man right getting home before the, 10 o'clock the early like, games great. And just as a quick thing about tomorrow is there i know we have a pre-game and stuff that we'll do tomorrow but two one and one on the road trip Obviously, if they win, this is a huge success. But if they lose, it's not not too stymied a, about it. Yeah, a two two and one where you play four, certainly four of the games, maybe even five of the games without either of your top two goalies. Yeah, it, missing top two goalies, you were missing McCarr and Kadri for a random game in there. Like, yeah, a lot of stuff going on, and it's also the the five game road trip that is the full swing across Canada and into the East coast. Yeah. The, yeah. And five game road trips. I say it all the time, but the hardest one of these things to win is game five. It's the fifth game. And then your first game back is actually teams, teams. That's the trap game. Yeah. Yep. Teams are coming off of their teams coming off long road trips. Their first game at home, their winning percentages are really low. Yep. So, Be sure to tune in tomorrow, but uh, until then, we will talk to you later.